Hello, and welcome to One Single Thought, the podcast where two Christian single women take theological deep dives and bring perspectives on life mixed with levity and joy. So Heather, a friend of mine recently asked me what were what was my favorite Tom Hanks movie. Uh-huh. And I couldn't narrow it down to just one. So I decided to come up with my top five Tom Hanks movies. Okay. So I'm going to go in reverse order from five to number one, as you do with the top five list. Okay. My number five is Toy Story, which is really all four. And yeah. an upcoming, they're having yet another upcoming it's sequel. Just never ending. Never ending. Tom Hanks played Woody. He was the mm-hmm. voice of Woody. My number four Tom Hanks movie is Sully, where he plays the airplane pilot Chelsea Sullenberger that lands the plane in the Hudson River. Mm-hmm. Number three, Apollo 13, where he plays That's Jim Lovell. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. It's great. Number two is Saving Mr. Banks, where he plays Walt Disney. Mm hmm. Probably, in my mind, the best portrayal of a real person. That was pretty convincing. It was. It really was. And number one, Sleepless in Seattle. That's a good movie. He played Sam Baldwin, the widow, widower father. Mm-hmm. So, little trivia about Sleepless in Seattle. It was my, one of my mom's favorite movies as mm-hmm. well. And after she passed away, my dad actually would be, I would find him watching that movie. Aww. And and listen, my dad did not like rom-coms. And people that listen, that knew my dad, he was not a rom-com fan. Mm -hmm. More of a John Wayne fan. But that made him think of my mom. Oh, that's sweet. So that was very sweet. So can you choose your top Tom Hanks movies? I've seen a lot of his movies. I don't know if I could pick five, but my top three, You've Got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle, and A League of Their Own, Mm. I think are probably my three favorites. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. I mean, he has made a boatload of movies. Yeah, and I think I prefer his comedic mm-hmm. performances over his dramatic stuff, even though he's a pretty good dramatic actor. Yes, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so many I could have picked. Bridge of Spies was a recent, within the last five or six years, that he did that one. There's just a lot of good ones. Well, we're talking about Tom Hanks today because that sort of segues to our topic. So today we're going to talk about the movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, another installment in our series of movies you missed. If you would like to watch the movie before listening to our episode, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. It's, it's available there, as well as if you subscribe to Stars TV, it's available there for free. And also, I believe, on Apple TV, various other streaming mm-hmm. services, but those are the main ones. It's only a few bucks to rent it if you rent. Yeah. Much cheaper than going to the movies. Absolutely. (laughs) In person. You don't have to watch the movie to enjoy our podcast episode, but, uh, and maybe you'll, you can listen, watch it and then listen again. That would be great. Mm -hmm. But those are the places where you can, um, watch. And I will give the disclaimer that there could be some spoilers in our discussion today. So just be prepared for that. Yes, today we are going to review the 2019 movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, in which Mr. Tom Hanks played Mr. Fred Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, know who Fred Rogers is, then... You, <laughs> but you should look him up. You should know. If you don't know who Fred Rogers is, you need to find out. Yes, he is an iconic children's television personality from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. 
did children's programming for preschool age children and just a very good role model and um, had a way with working with children and, and dealing with children in a way that they can understand. So this, this movie is it's not a biography of his life, but it is based on the magazine Esquire, one of their journalists who interviewed Mr. Rogers. And this is based on his interaction with Mr. Rogers. So this the story is not... The, the movie plot is not about Mr. Rogers' life. It's more about this relationship with him and this journalist and how Mr. Rogers' interaction with him changed this man's life. And they did change the the main character, Tom Junid, who is the journalist. They changed his name to Lloyd Vogel and did change some of the history of his life and some of the events in his life. So we don't know. Some of the backstory there is probably not true. Some of the events in the movie aren't true. But but anyway, today we're going to cover this movie because, Rose, you didn't get really a chance to see it. Right. It came, you were, it came out while I was... You were in the hospital. In the hospital dying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The first time. <laughs> the first time. Were you a child when Mr. Rogers was on? Yeah, I was. So I was... A child of the 70s, so that's mm-hmm. when I, my era yeah. of when I watched him. And I always watched him and Electric Company and all the other yeah. PBS Yeah, I was a shows. preschooler, late 70s, early 80s, so mm-hmm. I do... Mr. Rogers was a mainstay of our house, his, mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. So we decided, um, since Rose had not gotten to see the movie, that we're going to, to review this movie. And there's a lot of spiritual application in this movie Maybe not quite what you might expect, um, but we would like to tackle that. So our one single thought, we're not taking from a quote from the movie like we did with the last one. I think we were, there were so many good lines there. It was just hard to pick one that really fit what we both thought about the movie. So our one single thought today is more of a question to get you thinking. And then we're going to go back and explain it a little bit. So the one single thought is, or is more of a one single question. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you special just the way you are? Are you special just the way you are? <laughs> I don't think I ever heard Ed McMahon ask it in a question like that in the Johnny Carson. A little Karnak. backwards for Karnak, yeah. yeah. So, Rose, would you just start us off with a summary of the movie? So, Lloyd Vogel, who what, who is the, the journalist that mirrors Tom Junid, this fictional journalist Lloyd Vogel is very cynical he's very jaded but he is known as an investigative journalist and he gets an assignment to interview Mr. Fred Rogers but he really feels like it's beneath him they ask him hey would you write a short article on this much loved children's television personality Fred Rogers so we find out that Lloyd is really battling his own demons Um, Not least of which is this long-running animosity that he has towards his father that goes all the way back to when his mother died. So a lot of the plot line of this movie revolves around Lloyd uh, and his life. So as Heather said earlier, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is actually based on a 1998 Esquire profile of Fred Rogers by the journalist Tom Junid. But many of the details that you see in the movie are really from the neighborhood of make-believe. It's not true. It's fictional. So that's that's sort of the sums up the movie pretty pretty succinctly. So Heather, why don't you tell us about our main characters? The two main characters we've already mentioned, Tom Hanks plays Fred Rogers. Lloyd Vogel is played by Matthew Rees. 
which I don't think I've seen anything else he's done. I haven't that I'm aware of. Yeah. Chris Cooper plays Lloyd Vogel's father. His name is Jerry. And then there's a, a host of other characters. Lloyd's wife is played by Susan Kalichi Watson, and they have a little baby in the movie. There's a whole dynamic there of Lloyd and Andrea trying to manage having a new baby and then manage his career along with the family relationships that have gone sour. So that's basically the whole um, undercurrent of this movie. And really the two main characters here are Lloyd and Mr. Rogers and their, and their interaction with each other. So Rose, was there a character that stood out to you in this movie? So I really liked Lloyd's wife, Andrea Vogel. And she's played by Susan Kaleche Watson. Now, I have to say it could be a little biased because Susan played Beth in This Is Us. And anyone that knows me mm. knows that I was absolutely obsessed with This Is Us and was in dire despair when it was over. <laughs> but her character as the wife in This Is Us, Beth, was very much outspoken yet supportive of her husband and I felt like Andrea played a very similar role in this movie. Mm -hmm. She wasn't quite as forceful as her character in This Is Us but she was very supportive of Lloyd but pretty outspoken in her views and things but she kind of let Lloyd figure those things out on his own. Mm -hmm. But I liked the way especially she stood by him when her dad was so sick, even though he sort of struggled because of his animosity that would stem back to when his mom died. And so I thought I thought that was really good. And I just I just liked her character. There was a scene where she said, Mr. Rogers knows my name when he uh-huh. called and said, Hi, Andrea, this is Fred Rogers. Uh-huh. And so I liked her starstruckness about Mr. Rogers. So that was my favorite character. Heather, what about you? Which character stood out to you? I actually really like the lady who played Joanne Rogers, who is Mr. Rogers' wife. There's one scene, which I'll get to in a little bit, where um, Lloyd talks to her. And I just love the way she's depicted. And she's so down to earth. And side note, Mr. Rogers' wife in real life, she was the main consultant for this movie. And so she had her stamp of approval on the movie and thought Tom Hanks was the best actor to portray her husband. So I just really appreciated the way they portrayed her. And I, I think if, if that's true to who she really, she really was, because I think she's passed away as well. Mm-hmm. She seems like a person that I would want to get to know. Mm-hmm. So I just really liked her a lot. Do you remember this scene when they were playing pianos together? Yes. I wonder if that's for real. Like, I wonder if they both oh, played sure pianos. Yeah. I'm sure it was. I, can I thought that was that. really cool. Mm-hmm. So Rose, what was your favorite scene in the movie? I think my favorite scene was when Mr. Rogers was on his knees at his bedside praying for people by name. Mm -hmm. So they showed him praying and they showed him saying everyone's name. And it's Mm -hmm. almost as if he had a list that he was going down. But he was praying by name and he called out Lloyd Vogel, Andrea Vogel, Jerry Vogel, and... Gavin. Gavin Vogel. The baby. The baby. And I just, I don't know, I... I love that scene, and I felt very convicted by that scene. Yeah, it was convicting. Very much to be a reminder that when we say, let's, you know, I'll pray for you, that we really will. But also that we pray for people by name. And Mm -hmm. that was just a very moving scene for me in the movie. Mm -hmm. So, Heather, what was your favorite scene? 
Well, as I just mentioned, there's a scene with Lloyd and Joanne, who was Mr. Rogers' wife, and I really love their conversation. Mr. Rogers, at that moment, he's off talking with some fans and stuff. There's a crowd of people, and Lloyd is standing there with his wife as they're watching. They're looking on while Mr. Rogers is interacting with these people, and he asks her, what's it like being married to a living saint? And her response is that, you know, she doesn't like thinking of him as a saint because he's not perfect. And she goes through talking about um, how he has a temper, and he, but he knows how to deal with it. And he's learning how to deal with it. And basically, she's saying that he's just a human being like anybody else. And he's not a perfect person because when you're married, you see, every, you see warts and all. I just really like that scene because it, there's this view of Mr. Rogers as being this almost Mother Teresa-like perfect person. I guess he's the male version of Mother Teresa. Right, yeah. And so everyone, Christian or not, they've always looked to Mr. Rogers as this model person, the way you should treat people, the way you should treat children, that he was, he never had a crossword or unkind thing to say to anyone, which is all wonderful, but they kind of elevate him to this almost Messiah-like person. And so I really appreciated that they put that scene in there because it's showing, wait a second, let's get back down to reality. Right. He was just a guy. He's just a man like anyone else. He was not Jesus. He was not, he did not have some kind of divinity or anything like that. He is, he's just, just a man and he's a sinner just like everyone else. And so I I just really appreciated that they included that scene. That was, I, I love that scene too, because she was just so matter of fact when she said it. Yeah, absolutely. Just so thinking about the character of Mr. Rogers in the movie and how that translated to the real man. What did you think about Tom Hanks portraying Mr. Rogers? Well, I thought he was good. I mean, I think he did a good job, though I really felt like he was, it was a little contrived. I felt like he was mm. trying a little too hard. I don't know that throughout the movie I ever really got the feeling Oh, yeah, this is Mr. Rogers. Mm -hmm. I think partially because, you know, Tom Hanks had played Walt Disney, as I mentioned earlier, one of my favorite films, and literally felt like he was Walt Disney. Yeah. And even in Sully, I felt like he did a really good job, although I never watched Sully. But I think part of, you know, in real Mm -hmm. life, I think part of the problem with casting him was we all grew up watching, at least you and I grew up watching Mr. Rogers. So we have a picture of who he is. And I was intent on that screen with Mr. Rogers. I knew everything he did, every move he made, Uh I was watching everything he said. And so watching Tom Hanks, I just didn't know if he really captured the Mr. Rogers that I remembered. Mm. What, What did you think, Heather? Well, it's funny because the way the movie begins, it's like it opens up like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood used mm-hmm. to open up back in the day. And so if you feel like you're actually about to watch that show, and then all of a sudden you're jolted into reality when it's Tom <laughs> Hanks dressed up like Mr. Rogers. Right. And so at first it was kind of weird. But I think about halfway through the movie, there's a scene where uh, Mr. Rogers and Lloyd, they're talking in Mr. Rogers' house, I think it was. And... um there's a moment where it, I don't know, it was like the switch where mm-hmm. I can think it was something that he was saying that Mr. Rogers was saying where it really, I stopped. I was able to suspend my disbelief mm-hmm. with Tom. That's Tom Hanks. Right. I'm like, oh wait, that is, he's Mr. Rogers. He looks mm-hmm. just like him. He sounds just like him. And so I don't know what that was, but I think it was just the way he was talking and mm-hmm. 
on that note, like I really loved how they brought in the TV show. Yes. Um, cause it was very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's really cool. If you haven't seen the movie, all of the scene changes. So the, the opening and closing credits and all the scene changes, they use model like in the, in the children's show, you know, they had the model cars and the little model houses and all of mm-hmm. that to show the neighborhood. Well, they used those models for all of the scene changes. So there's a scene where Lloyd is taking an airplane. And so they show this little model airplane flying on a stick through the air. Just really cute, really cool ways Mm -hmm. that they did the scene changes. And they used similar music in between. They used a lot of the children's music that Mr. Rogers, the style of music that he used in that show. So it was just really cool to bring in those little elements of nostalgia, even picture picture where they showed the, yes. how they made um, magazines and they watched a video, mm-hmm. Mr. Mr. McFeely. Yes. So if you haven't ever seen Mr. Rogers, so you may be too young to have remembered him or watched him. I highly recommend, and maybe I'll try to Google it and find a good episode and link it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But I would highly recommend, if you're going to watch the movie, to watch one of the old episodes with the actual Mr. Rogers. Mm -hmm. So you really can capture the whole essence of what was happening Mm -hmm. in this movie. Because I think it really makes this movie much richer. And if you you do watch the movie, make sure you watch the credits to the end. Because there's a bonus scene in there that you don't want to miss no it's it's pretty amazing i missed it and heather watch the credits heather said you need to go back and watch the credits so you know back to the casting of of Mm -hmm. mr rogers i'll be honest i can't be too critical because i don't know who else i would have casted yeah i think you mentioned heather maybe it would have been good if there'd been a completely unknown person yeah other than that i can't think of a famous actor that would have done any better of a job than tom hanks well didn't he find out he was remotely related to fred Rogers? yeah i think he's I think like he a distant cousin yeah. of, of fred rogers so i think the issue with tom hanks is that he's got too much bass in his voice that's it yes yeah and you Which know. is that's the musician to me coming out, but I yeah I I think that's what it is because I'm like his the timbre of his voice is mm-hmm. not quite right. But that's the musician and the mm-hmm. auto editor in her <laughs> that says too much bass. Well, and no shade to Tom Hanks, but Mr. Rogers was like really thin, mm-hmm. almost unhealthily thin. Like mm-hmm. he was really skinny, and Tom Hanks wasn't super skinny in this movie, but he did mannerisms and stuff were very reminiscent of mr rogers he did a good job i was very impressed with how he portrayed him Mm -hmm. he did so heather what are the spiritual aspects we can glean from this movie we try to do this with every movie so what are some of the spiritual aspects we can glean i think so the lessons that we can take from the movie are very clear there is a whole theme of forgiveness and family redemption so i really loved in this movie that there is a, a restoration of the family and how the, uh, there's a theme of upholding manhood. It, Lloyd is encouraged to take responsibility for his family, to make his relationship with his father right, to forgive him. There's forgiveness that takes place. And then Lloyd chooses to stay with his family, support his family. His wife is struggling to raise a newborn baby, essentially alone because her husband is married to his job. And so he steps up and helps her out and does his takes on his responsibility that he should be, should be taking on. So I really loved that. Um, so there's that whole, that whole theme there. 
And also just Mr. Rogers' personal mission of promoting kindness and, and love for everyone, to love your neighbor, to take care of your neighbor, to really give time and attention to people who are hurting and to really listen to them. Like there's scenes in there where he's he drops everything to talk to anyone that's talking to him, which I've read is one of the things that people really found annoying about him was that he could never do an interview right because he was so interested in the interviewer that he would misdirect them and end up asking them questions about their lives which you actually see that in the movie a little bit where he, Lloyd's trying to interview him and Mr. Rogers starts asking him questions because Mr. Rogers just wants to get to know him right so that whole theme there just of who Mr. Rogers was as a person and what you can learn from a man who lived his life like that the integrity and the things about his spiritual habits so Joanne talks about that like how he reads scripture how he deals with his anger in healthy ways how he prays for people she I mean that's actually mentioned in the movie that he does those things and so and you see Mr. Rogers praying right and which mm-hmm. I thought was you know for it being a A-list celebrity mm-hmm. <laughs> in a Hollywood movie I mean that, that was pretty significant to me that they would even mention those things and not gloss over it so yeah. I did appreciate that on the other hand I think and I've kind of mentioned this before but I think people tend to take people like Mr. Rogers and elevate them to almost like a godlike status because they see that as this is the goal that you need to be in your life you need to be kind and loving towards everyone and certainly there's things we can learn from Mr. Rogers and the way he lived his life but we have to be very careful with anybody that we're not holding them up as the standard. Mm-hmm. Our standard is Christ, and it's not man. Mm-hmm. And like we said, Mr. Rogers was a human being. He had his own sin, even though it may not have been public. We know because he's a human being. I mean, it says in Romans that Romans 3 that all have fallen short of the glory of God. It doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. And so we're all called to repentance. We're all called to come to Christ for salvation we can't trust in ourselves and our own good works and so that would be the other thing there to be careful of is that you don't take on the attitude of as long as I'm doing all these things and I'm being good and caring for my neighbor and loving my neighbor then that's all that matters and you know I'm good to go you're missing the boat on things Mr. Rogers was a great example Mm -hmm. but it's not like he was he is not the example. Yeah. He was a good example, but not the example. Mm-hmm. You don't hear a lot about his theology. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I know he was Presbyterian, and I don't know. I think he was Presbyterian USA. I'm not sure what denomination yeah. he was. I'm not exactly if sure. If it was USA or PCA, but I don't know where he landed in terms of good works versus Christ alone for salvation and Mm -hmm. faith alone. I've never been able to see anywhere where he's talking specifically about the gospel and about where his thoughts are on Jesus and sin and that kind of thing. I mean, he talks about bad people and about bad things that happen in the world and how do you deal with them, but you don't really hear him talking much about issues of faith and what it really means to be a Christian. And of course, his job was to do children's programming. 
So I'm pretty sure he was a Christian. Um, I don't know for a fact where he stood on things, but that said, I mean, we can't go on good works alone. That's not how you're saved, and that's not how we have any assurance of our salvation. You're saved through your faith in Christ. We can't do anything to earn our salvation. Your good works, the things you do, the way you treat other people, that's going to be an outpouring of what Christ has done in your heart. And so if you're relying on the good things you do, if you're saying, okay, I'm going to be like Mr. Rogers and I'm going to go and be kind to my neighbor and to love my neighbor and then I'll be set. Mm -hmm. You're you're missing the boat because, you know, we're supposed to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so that, from what Jesus, how Jesus explained it, that is to give your life completely over to him and let him transform you from the inside out. And Mm -hmm. when you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, then you're going to love your neighbor as yourself. So that comes along with it. But loving your neighbor in and of itself is not how you're saved. Right. And when you say, Heather, that Mr. Rogers, we both love Mr. Rogers. So we, oh, yeah. this is not... Uh, I mean, he's much, to, much, much better than... Yeah, we, we <laughs> literally can, can say that our childhood was better with Mr. Rogers, for sure. Mm. But Heather, wouldn't you? would you say that if we only take what Mr. Rogers said, that we we sort of have created a works-based salvation. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I think you, you said it very eloquently that, you know, you have to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, then you love your neighbor. Uh, with Mr. Rogers, he talked a lot about loving neighbor, loving your neighbor, being kind, mm-hmm. but not so much about the first commandment, which mm-hmm. is love love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. But I would say I would pull teeth to have a children's programming like Mr. Rogers again. Oh, yeah. there's no, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of cringy when you're when you're an older kid watching yeah. back or a teenager. Because <laughs> yeah. we used to make fun of Mr. Rogers when I was a teenager. Uh-huh. But my mom gently reminded me, well, Heather, he's he's for toddlers. Yeah. He's for small children. and Because I think there was one song that I remember him singing about how you can't go down the drain in the bathtub. And I, I just remember him singing that and hearing that again when I was a little bit older and thinking how silly that was. And like, well, wait, I mean, a little kid is going to be afraid to go down the drain mm-hmm. in the bathtub. So he, he suited a purpose. And there's so many children from broken homes who really clung to him. And I mm-hmm. think I think he was a much needed bright light for a generation of kids for Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. And so when you think yeah. about it from the seventies through the nineties, how much our world changed mm-hmm. and Mr. Rogers kind of changed with it. He, yeah. like you talk about kids from broken homes. Yeah. I remember as I got older and would watch Mr. Rogers sometimes when I got a little older, he would reference that about how don't be scared if you're at home by yourself, you know, mm-hmm. lock your door and, yeah. Make sure, you know, you don't let anybody stranger in. And I mean, when I was a toddler or a yeah. kindergartner or, you know, first, second grader, those kind of messages weren't, mm-hmm. he didn't say those things because it wasn't a need. Yeah. So it's interesting to think what Mr. Rogers of 2023 would be saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I Have think you ever he, heard his uh, 9-11 message? No. Mostly talking to parents about how to talk to your children. Mm. So it's very good. I'll I'll definitely look that up and put it in the show notes. Mm -hmm. So thinking about our spiritual application from this movie, that takes us back 
to the one single thought that we reiterated at the beginning, that we iterated in the beginning, which is the question, are you special just the way you are? Mm-hmm. So Rose, what do you think about that? So the reason why we say, are you special just the way you are, is because we asked that question as our one single thought, because Mr. Rogers always said, you are special just the way you are. So to answer your question, Heather, do I feel that that's Mm-hmm. that I'm special just the way I am. I would say, obviously, God made me special. God made mm-hmm. all of us special. But I think the caveat here is, am I special just the way I am? And I think if we were to go back to the scriptural aspect of the movie, if we were look, to look at scripture, we are sinners just the way we are. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure that we communicate that, that you aren't okay or you aren't special the way you are if you find yourself living in habitual sin. Now, Mm -hmm. we're all sinners. We all sin every day. But if we just continually sin, knowing overtly we are sinners, that doesn't mean that, well, that's the way that you are, so I guess that's okay. And I don't believe that was what Mr. Rogers intended originally, at least not based on the way he lived his life. But I think in today's society and today, in our day and age today, we have to be real careful about that. Because I think when we say, oh, you're special just the way you are, then it shows no need for repentance, no need for a savior. Mm -hmm. We can just be our own little G God and everything Mm -hmm. will be okay. So I think that's why the question, are you special just the way you are, is tough to answer. Yeah. But has to be qualified by the fact that we are sinners that need a savior. We're special as God's unique creation, but we are not special in the fact that we are like you were saying, we are sinners. We mm-hmm. we live in a fallen world and we're affected by sin and we're, we are not special enough to achieve salvation on our own. We're all broken people at some level, even if it's, even if you had a great life and you haven't really struggled with much, your sin makes you a broken person. No matter how minor it is, even if you, you haven't killed somebody or you haven't cheated on your taxes or cheated on your spouse or anything like that, we're all in need of a savior. And just by loving our neighbors, that's important. And we do that because we love God. Mm -hmm. I have really no capacity to love other people if I don't love God first. Mm -hmm. But if you're loving your neighbor because you think it's going to hopefully get you salvation or get you to heaven, that's also something that, you know, we have to be aware of Mm -hmm. that that's not, that's not how we come to know Christ and get to heaven. So... Was there something about the movie you didn't like? I would have preferred more of Joanne. Let's see more of that wife. I would have loved to see more about her, her featured a little bit more. We got just enough snippet of her her in the movie. And we know from research that she was heavily involved in the the production of this. You can see there's a cameo of her in the restaurant scene. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. She's um when when they do the moment of silence, which yes. is kind of weird. Yes. But um, there is a moment of silence where Mr. Rogers asks Lloyd to be quiet, and then the whole restaurant hushes. And in that restaurant, the actors are actually people who were involved in the real TV show. Mm-hmm. And Joanne is sitting at the table. She's the older lady with the white hair, white curly hair. Eating. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, I would have liked to see more about her, mm-hmm. more things about her, and just more of 
of his personal life. Now, maybe that means I need to watch the documentary. Yeah. Won't You Be My Neighbor? But I didn't know going to the movie, since I hadn't seen it, I really didn't know what it was all about. And so watching it, I kind of had hoped for a little more about him personally. But Mm -hmm. that's the one thing I would have preferred to change or be different. Mm -hmm. So, Heather, is there anything in the movie that you didn't like? I didn't like the dream sequence. So there's a scene where um, Lloyd... He runs away because his father's in the hospital and he, he, he runs off because he doesn't want to deal with it. And he ends up passing out on, he goes to the Mr. Rogers set and ends up passing out. And so he's, he has a dream and it's just this weird. Is that the part where his mom is in the hospital his bed? His mom's in the yeah. hospital bed and then yeah. he becomes the, the rabbit with ears, which yes. I'm, if I explain it right now, it's not gonna make any sense. So I'm not going to try to explain it, but yeah. there's this whole dream sequence and, Lloyd is imagining himself in the part of the neighborhood of make-believe from the TV show where mm-hmm. he sees the puppets and they're all talking to him and stuff, which is just kind of, I don't know. That if was needed, an odd It scene. was just really weird. I didn't like that. I kind of fast-forwarded through that one. So, mm-hmm. Okay, well, now we are going to rate this movie. We use popcorn boxes to rate our movies. And so a rating of five popcorn boxes is excellent. And one box is terrible. Rose... How would you rate the movie? I would give it three popcorn boxes. Okay. I thought it was a good movie for what it was. I'm not compelled to ever watch it again. <laughs> now, no no diss to the movie, but it's, it's not something that I'm eager to watch again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it left me wanting to know more, clearly, more about Joanne, more about Mr. Rogers. I mean, even though it did a good job at covering the purpose of the plot, which mm-hmm. was the journalist Lloyd Vogel and his life and that sort of came to a resolution but it's not a movie that I would want to own or watch again so I consider three popcorn boxes average Mm -hmm. so that's my rating Heather what's what's yours I actually was going to say three as well Mm -hmm. mostly just because it's heavy it's a heavy subject matter in a lot of places and I don't know. I guess it left me sadder more than it mm. It felt. Uh, it, I didn't really feel uplifted by the end, which is interesting since it was a Mr. Rogers, you know, Mr. Rogers movie. Yeah. But I didn't really feel, I was kind of just down after, except when the the bonus scene came on in the credits. Mm-hmm. And I really loved that, which I'm not going to spoil that because it's really cool. Yes. Um, y'all need to watch that. But yeah, I just wasn't, I'm kind of like you. I mean, if it came on TV and it was on and I was flipping channels, <laughs> I would probably watch it, but I'm not going to go seek it out again. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that assessment. All right. So Rose, we'll wrap up this segment of our po- our episode by saying, are you special just the way you are? Yes, with a caveat. Yes. Period. Yes, with a caveat. <laughs> That's right. Okay, Rose, let's move on to our one random thought of the day. So my one random thought is Tom Hanks in the seven roles. <laughs> now, that's my lame attempt at trying to do a You're not singing? Play. This well, is like the first time I you know. haven't sung it in so long. In so, yes. Well, it's supposed to be a play on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Just seeing hi-ho, hi-ho. Yes. I just had a hard time coming up with a clever (laughs) thought for this. But this movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, is the seventh feature film that Tom Hanks did in his career, which he portrays a real person. So let me run down the ones that he 
portrayed a, a real person. The first one was Jim Lovell in Apollo 13 in 1995. Mm-hmm. Loved it in my top five. Mm-hmm. The second one was Captain Phillips in 2013. The third one was as Walt Disney in Saving Mr. Banks in 2013. Again, another one of my top five. The fourth was as James B. Donovan in Bridge of Spies in 2015. And I really struggled about getting that one in my top five. Hmm. He did a great job in that movie. It was based on a true story, obviously, Hmm. uh, during the Cold War. The fifth one was as Captain Sullenberger in Sully 2016, another one of my favorites. So three of my top five made it on that actually were movies that he portrayed a real person. And the sixth one was Ben Bradley in The Post, which it was made in 2017. Now, the seventh, of course, being Fred Rogers in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Now, he also appeared as characters based on real people in two movies, A League of Their Own in 1992, one of your favorites, yep. and Catch Me If You Can in 2002. So, Tom Hanks in the seven roles. Wow, he's he's a pretty prolific actor. He definitely is. I, and don't, I don't think I realized all the stuff he's done. When I started thinking about it, I was like, wow, he's been in a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, he's been thinking about it. He was in Big. Mm-hmm. That was one of his first movies. He was in... Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. He was in The Money Pit. Yeah. A lot of I mean, those 80s... A lot of movies. He started with Bosom Buddies. B- Bosom which, Buddies on which TV. Which is but a progression from yes. Bosom Buddies to, to Mr. Rogers. To Mr. Rogers. <laughs> crazy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, Heather, what is our one Ricky thought today? Well, I wanted to connect this to Mr. Rogers somehow. So this is the best I'm going to do. He's the sweetest kitty in the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) A couple weeks ago, it snowed here and iced. And so I went out to clean off my car and I was chipping away at the ice and I soaked through my gloves with cold water. And so I was freezing. So I came back inside to change my gloves and get some thicker mittens on and everything. So I came in really fast just to do that. Ricky was excited to see me. So he was following me around and... I was getting the mittens out and he jumped up on the chair to see what I was doing and all this kind of stuff and just being really, really sweet. And I said, Ricky, you're the sweetest kitty in town. And he goes, eh <laughs> There's times like those where you wish you had recorded it. I wish I had because it was hilarious. Yeah. But who'd have thought he would have responded like that? I know. He yeah. agreed with me. He's like, yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> He's a sweet boy. You know, kind of annoying Mr. sometimes, but he is a sweet kitty. If Mr. Rogers, you know, he, Ricky could have made a guest appearance on he Mr. Rogers. He would He would have been a good little cat. Until he got irritated and True. started batting at his ankles. But you know, I don't think Mr. Rogers would have even got upset about that. Probably not. Probably not. All right. What's our one single question? So our one single question today is, what is your favorite line? We're going to use this one for all of our movies you missed, but... Heather, what's your favorite line of the movie? Well, I did say one of my favorite scene, and there are some really good quotes in there from Joanne, just talking about how Fred Rogers is, you know, as a, her husband, he's not perfect, and he does these things. So I really love that scene, and she just had, I don't want to recite that scene because you just need to watch it to get the full effect, the full effect mm-hmm. of it. But that was, you know, 
terms of impactful dialogue, I really loved what she's had to say. But um, there's one little line in here that I just thought was so cute. So Lloyd is known for writing really searing pieces and exposés on on people and really tearing them apart and just being really um, ruthless in how he writes about people. Lloyd and his wife are laying in bed one night and he tells her he's going to write a profile article on Mr. Rogers. And so he's kind of trailing off and not really, he's lost in thought. And she says, are you okay? And he says, I'm profiling Mr. Rogers. And so there's some discussion that takes place and she goes, Lloyd, please don't ruin my childhood. (laughs) (laughs) Another reason why I liked her is the wife. She was great. She's great. So what was your favorite line? So my favorite line came uh, during a scene where Mr. Rogers went to visit Lloyd's dad, Jerry. And at that point that they, he knew Jerry was really, really sick and probably wasn't going to live much longer. And so Mr. Rogers came to visit. I think he brought, he brought him a pie. I think he brought Yeah. He brought a pie that they could all eat together. And so before he left, he leaned over and whispered something in Jerry's ear. And Lloyd asked him when he got ready to leave, what did you say to him? And the line is, I asked him to pray for me. I figure anyone who is going through what he is going through must be awfully close to God. Mm. And I thought that was really good because really, to me, it it endeared Mr. Rogers to Jerry Mm -hmm. because Mr. Rogers was willing to say to him, pray for me. Whereas, like we pointed out, most people probably looked at him like a saint and not as a. And Jerry should be the one asking for a prayer. Exactly. Sick. Yes. So I thought that was, I liked that line. That was Mm -hmm. really cool. It's a neat way to look at it. Mm hmm. All right, so we have wrapped up our episode. This was our second episode of February. I can't believe we're almost into March already. It's crazy. And so we'll be back in your feed on March 14th with another exciting episode of One Single Thought, episode title to be announced. That's right. Well, until next time, don't follow your heart, follow God. We hope you've enjoyed One Single Thought. Our theme music is provided by Lindsay Cook, and we're so happy you joined us. Please be sure to share this episode with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. We'd love it if you'd rate and review our podcast so more people can find us and join our tribe of listeners. 